you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good Morning Football! Hey everybody, welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky as we are every day. We're live here in New York City. It's Monday, November 27th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt. Hey. There is Peter Schrager and Jason McCourty. Really interesting day, specifically in the AFC yesterday. Peter, time for the lead block. Go on, Let's Peter. Go. Let's go to Los Angeles where the Chargers are hosting the Ravens. <laughs> Chargers currently in last place in the AFC West. Brandon Staley. All right. Very Finally. stern with the media after last week's loss. Let's see if they can bounce back. Ravens have won five of their last six. They come into this road game knowing a bye is up ahead. It's two touchdowns for Flowers. For Flowers. Chargers would fall to four and seven on this one. I believe the Chargers could have drafted Jay Flowers. Yeah, they took Quentin Johnson instead. Interesting choice. Right for him. Could have taken a lot of guys. Uh, 20 to 10. That touchdown at the end made it a 10-point game. Let's hear from Coach John Harbaugh, whose team gritted it out for another Ravens win. It's a big win for us. You can tell we're, we're really, really happy with this win. This is a challenging place to play. It's loud. This team we're playing is really good. And I thought our guys just played a, a great football game to come out here on Sunday Night Football and win the game. I'm just proud of the players, the way they played. I thought the fourth quarter uh, was a statement. We put an exclamation point in the fourth quarter. Defense getting the stops and offense finishing it at the end there. So Sunday was a wild ride because at any given time, no matter when you looked at the AFC standings, a different team held the top spot. Dolphins entered the day because of their win on Friday. After the 1 o'clock, the Jaguars were in the top spot. Then it was the Chiefs in the afternoon slots. And then the Ravens notched that win. As Harbaugh said, it was an important one. It was a tough road environment. 
Now the Ravens once again hold that real estate. Very interesting jockeying for position in the AFC. Jason, the defense stood out. They definitely did. They played well. When you look at the Ravens, we talk about Lamar Jackson. We talk about the offense. We're looking at Zay Flowers put two touchdowns in the end zone. One, he got his celebration critique. The other one, the defensive guys after the game was like, he should have took his bleep down. So Zay Flowers had controversial touchdowns, I guess you could say the least. But it was the defense that performed last night. They had four takeaways. They were getting after the quarterback. They had three sacks. Then they forced another three fumbles that they recovered. So I think that was the most impressive part. And Kyle Hamilton, you heard Mike Tirico and Jason Garrett all night long just raving about this guy where he lines up, he's all over the field, he cannot be blocked. He's been like that Swiss Army knife for the Baltimore Ravens. They lined him up, he was drafted in the first round as a safety. So far, he's played a ton as a nickel cornerback. At one point last night, he was lined up outside playing corner, playing cover two. That is not easy to be able to go out there and guard a slot receiver and go back and play in a deep part of the field. He showed it a week ago going against Jamar Chase in the slot. It's been so impressive. This Ravens team has done a good job. They stay at top of the AFC. Wasn't a pretty win or glamorous or anything like that, but they went on the road and they got it done on a West Coast trip. Yeah, you take it. And, you know, when they went to London and Jamie we discussed this back then. They decided to defer taking their bye week. They Oof. pushed it all the way to week 13. You think about what they're coming off here. So they just escaped this game. They've had some crazy games the last few weeks. The Browns lost. The win the week before that against the, the Seahawks. And then, of course, the Lions win. And now they're on a bye. And it's like, all right, rest of you all just kind of duke it out. We're going to take our breath now. We're going to hit our gear because they've got a really rough road ahead. But that Tucker miss, it's never easy with the Ravens, and I think that's okay. Like, they miss it, and then here, you're going to give Justin Herbert three timeouts, three minutes left to go. Is this how this one's going to go down, too? And then the defense bailed him out again. So, uh, it's like, the Ravens, you can't go to sleep until the game is officially over <laughs> with them, which scares me a little bit come January, but I'm not going to take anything away from a road victory, mm -hmm. and now they get their bye, and they can enjoy and watch the rest of the league duke it out. You know what the worst part about this game was? Is that it wasn't Eagles-Bills. Instantly forgettable game. Baltimore, great job. We're doing service to our viewers who maybe didn't see the game last night. They're there wasn't a lot to see. Chargers, I don't need to see them for the rest of the season. We're four and seven. You're sitting there doing nothing. Never wear those uniforms again. You take it too far with that. You've never won in them. You never will win in them. Stop wearing them. I don't want to see you in primetime. Baltimore, great job. Growing pains without Mark Andrews. They're figuring it out. Zay Flowers, good. Justin Tucker missed. Baltimore wins. They're going to be in the playoffs. We know that. It wasn't Eagles-Bills, though. It was not Eagles-Bills. Great game, though, guys. Period. Yeah. Paragraph. Yes. Take us to Eagles-Bills. Roll the hell, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I can't take any more Chargers, Ravens. Ravens, great win. Don't get me wrong. All right, Hurts, Allen, game of the year? I don't know, maybe. It was a terrible, disgusting night. Jersey, Philly, everybody, weather, awful, awful. So we're going to overtime, guys. The Bills win the toss, take the ball. The Bills get a field goal. The kickers were really good in this game. Overtime, red zone. He calls his own number, and that is a game. 10 and one. The Bills lose, the Eagles win. A massive, massive overtime victory for the Eagles. A crushing loss for Buffalo. Crushing. Yes. Who now go back to 500, get on a plane. KC is lurking. Eagles 37-34, maybe the game of the year. A lot of takes, a lot of reactions. There was officiating this, officiating that. That says 10-1 and next to the Eagles' name. Let's hear from their QB1 after the overtime win. I shake my head, and I don't really know how to feel sometimes because... I just want to play to the standard at all times, you know, and I just want to uh, lead and, and play to the standard at all times. And, you know, that's why it's kind of like, uh, it's weird for me. But, you know, as a team, we play together, we lean on one another, and we have each other's backs. And we just continue to find ways to win, you know, in the tough league versus really great teams, 
really great teams, really great quarterbacks, um, and really great defenses. So we just, we just need to continue to get better, continue to get better. You know what was above the standard was the accessories. Jalen Hurts is just swearing. Looks good. He's a very cool guy. Conference. Impressive, Jalen. He plays pretty well, even though we get it. Jalen is not up to what you want to do every week, but your team wins. He and Josh Allen both accounted for multiple rushing TDs, multiple passing TDs in Week 12. It's the first time in NFL history that opposing quarterbacks have done that, accomplished both of those things. Josh Allen played out of his mind at times for this. He carried this team on his back in moments, and that people want to harp on that you know, bad decision down the stretch, if you will, on that interception. But as Kyle always says, you take what you get with Josh Allen. He played great. But the Eagles had a comeback win in overtime against the Bills. Peter, where do you take us first? Sirianni calls it the dog mentality, all right? And that sounds like everyone has this dog. you got the dog in you. He's got the dog. They are the most resilient team I can remember in recent NFL history. They can go through bad drives. They can go through bad quarters. They can go through bad halves, and yet they somehow get off the mat and they find a way to win. I look at this game yesterday. In the first half, Jalen Hurts had a seven quarterback rating. In the second half, had a 134.8. They gave up 500 yards of offense. They gave up 10 third down conversions. And at the end of the game, I don't think there was anyone at home on their couch even for a second wondering, oh wait, are they going to score and win this with a touchdown? Of course they are. That's what they do. And gosh, they are so hard to beat at home. They are so resilient. They are so tough. They just get it. And in that building, you don't beat them. This is the last two seasons, including the playoffs, 14-2. and two, They blow out opponents. Their turnover differential is plus 15. Uh, the Bills put up a ton of yards, a ton of stats, and the Eagles gave up a ton of big, like, long third and longs and just giving them up, and the Eagles, bad penalties there. And then even you mentioned the Kelsey false starts. It's like, how are you going to overcome this? They do, they do, they do. They get off the mat. They have the dog mentality. And in six days, they play the freaking 49ers in that building. And I cannot wait for it. Cannot say enough about the Eagles' resiliency. I don't know if they've showed us their best game yet. And yet, in pieces, they put it together, and they do just enough in the end to win. You talk about dog mentality, resiliency. You don't have to look any further than the quarterback of their football team to see how they move and what he's all about and cool, calm, collective. That is Jalen Hurst, the Fresh Prince of Philly, whatever you want to call him. Everything he just gives off as a leader, as a quarterback, as a player. You're watching that game and you just talked about his passer rating in the first half and what he did and it didn't bother him. He continues to just come back, come back for more and more. He accounted for all five of Philly's touchdowns. Ran for two, threw for three other, other ones. They were down 17-7 to seven at halftime. They weren't playing good football and I'm watching this game with my son and now all of a sudden he's an Eagles fan, I guess because they're the best team in the NFL. But he's trying to figure out and he's asking me, he was just like, I'm like, Jalen Hurts is clutch. You just got to continue to watch it and he's like daddy well what does clutch mean and when you ask somebody what clutch means you just look at Jalen Hurts stats from the first three quarters and then his stats from the fourth quarter in overtime and that is the definition of what clutch looks like because look how bad he was in the first three quarters at one point I think in the first half had 50 yards passing that was it and then he comes out in the fourth quarter in overtime and just becomes a different type of player this is his 14th straight win against a winning team that is so impressive for a quarterback. We're talking about different teams. We're talking about Dallas and Miami. They can't be able to beat a team with a 500-plus record. They can't win the big yeah, games. Yeah. That's all Jalen Hurts does, 14 straight against teams with winning records. It's so impressive. It's unbelievable. And I'll, I say it every single week. We're waiting for the storm to come for Philadelphia, where they have faults and they have warts and they're not perfect. Every single week they win. 
and this week there was an actual storm, and they still won. Mm -hmm. Think about all the stuff they were against. That is the fourth straight game they were down at halftime. Doesn't matter. That's just what they do. Josh Allen played the Superman game. He was fantastic. He ran. He threw. He did the full cape on, like, I'm not going to lose this game. He did lose that game. Uh, There's these stats out. When a team has 500 yards, 10 third downs, and wins the turnover battle, no team has ever lost ever lost and since the merger the bills had it they lost the eagles are making history it's an unbelievable thing the weather the wind bringing on all these factors philadelphia still wins i look at buffalo and you can come in here this morning if you want to tweet about horse collars and this and officiating mm-hmm. discrepancies like i i hear you it's all there you knew the second he missed gabe davis that was going to be the game you just knew it mm. you knew it that was the play If you're going to snap the neck and you're going to beat the bad guy and you're going to beat Philly and you're going to do it on the road in the rain, like, you have to hit this play. You don't get second chances against Philadelphia. You just don't. They're too good of a team. I thought the the quotes were fascinating afterwards from both Allen and Davis. They, They both said, it's an option route. I guessed wrong. And I said, I guessed wrong. And you knew it. And I think they knew it. Look at that look. Look at Gabe Davis over on the sideline. He slammed his helmet. Like, you were a 6-6, six and six 500 team, and there was a million things that worked against them, and Allen was fantastic, and Davis was fantastic. you got to hit that play. I'm reminded of Jimmy Garoppolo and Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and they have them on the ropes, and there's a deep bomb, and it's just slightly overthrown, and you're like, that's a wrap. You can't let teams that good as those Mahomes Chiefs or last night those Hurts Eagles. That was it. Allen and Davis have incredible chemistry. It's not a new receiver. It's like they've run that play a thousand times. Mm-hmm. They just missed. And you can't miss. You can't miss like that. The Bills aren't good enough, and the Eagles are too good, and they're a 500 team now, Buffalo. Incredible win for Philadelphia. Lots to take away. And people are pissed about the officiating, like more so than always. And Nancy even recognized it on the air. But you got to hit that play. You got to hit that play. You felt it in your gut when they missed on that connection. And you saw it in Joe Brady's response, too. They, they flashed him in the booth, and oh, it was just yeah. like yeah. devastated because yeah. he could see it. Everyone yeah. in that coaching booth could see it. Speaking of the officiating, two calls that – the person who this was called against, actually, the guys got right last night, were the false starts against Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He admits after the game, I love our fans. I love how loud we are. But even I cannot hear Jalen Hurts at times. He said, we should have gone silent count yeah. after the first one. I flinched. He's taking full ownership of this. They finally went silent count after the second false start on Jason Kelsey, which is a remarkable ownership. And it's a remarkable how loud that must have been in Philadelphia for this to happen. But then we get to overtime. And the Eagles line this thing up. They are marching on the field. And Jason Kelsey goes out of his mind. He right there. He spikes this guy with his head, with his hands down. Because God forbid you want to get a holding call, nothing. He pulled after snapping that ball to Jalen to clear a path so beautiful. It was like the yellow brick road to the end zone for Jalen Hurts. He got his mind right. It was loud. It was noisy. But... Man, Jason Kelsey delivered when the time was right for the Eagles. I think Jason Kelsey, whatever he's making off all these podcasts and you know, commercials, he should give something very nice to Jake Elliott for Christmas because the <laughs> fact that he drilled that no field doubt. goal. When when Jason Kelsey is the best man at Taylor Swift's wedding, invite Jake Elliott and bring him along no because he just saved your big butt, dude. I'm telling you, nothing sexy about that. Want to hear really cool, like, connective tissue? We may have mentioned this before, but the Eagles special teams coach, Tyler Brown, is coaching Jake Elliott day in and day out. Jake Elliott's 
it's delivering every week. His dad, his name is Randy Brown. He mm -hmm. coaches Justin Tucker in Baltimore. So it's this father-son kicking coach specialist, Jake Elliott, delivering the Justin Tucker moment that we have seen so much from Tucker and the Ravens over the years. And it was a cool thing because later, not cool for the Ravens, Justin Tucker misses that layup. And just you have the recent memory of, of Jake Elliott doing this in this game. Mm -hmm. And it's father and son coaching those two prolific kickers in the NFL. Randy Brown. Plus, Randy he won Brown. championship rings with Jordan. That's exactly. Incredible. Number zero. I know, Randy right? Brown, the, the one she's talking about, is a mayor of a town in South Jersey also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to twist his they arm go way back. to hear about it. Yeah, That's not incredible. at all. Jake uh, Elliott, what a maniac. Exactly. We had breaking news this morning. Of yeah. course, uh, Frank Reich was let go as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that more here on GMFB. Plus, we got mile-high momentum coming oh, yeah. out. The Broncos are on a tear five straight. They haven't lost since what we deemed a different world. We have new rules for the Broncos that we're going to follow. Yeah, taboos. We don't talk anymore about Seattle with Russell Wilson. We don't talk about 70 points. Plus, the Chiefs offense looked good. They beat the Raiders, but it was a satisfying win. Young receivers are making plays. Chiefs win all Get right out after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Chiefs and Raiders out in Vegas. Patrick Mahomes is 16-3 following a loss. 31-17. Chiefs find a way. Their offense awoke in the second half. All right, Rams Cardinals. The L.A. Rams, uh, they on one recently. 
Rams win this one 37 to 14. Williams, 143 rushing yards and 61 receiving yards. Two touchdown day. Remarkable. Jags, Texans. 58 yard field goal from Adam Mandola, who's never made a kick of 50 plus, and it is dead center. We're going to over. It's no, it's only short. You can feel the air come out of that place. They're so excited about the Texans, but they should be excited about them and Duval County. What's up, Andrew Wingard and Trevor Lawrence? Browns and Broncos on winning streaks, naturally. It's the first time they've each had a winning streak this long since the fumble game. DTR leaves the game. We'll talk more about that later. Denver wins this game again. They're six and five. They win by 17 points. Denver is rocking right now, McCordy. Yes, they're on a roll. I think that is five straight for them. Let's get the Steelers Bengals. That is Mike Sullivan, quarterback right. coach, now going to be the play caller. The Steelers go on to win this one six to 10. Just how you guys called it, an ugly game, 16 to 10, not high scoring. Kenny Pickett, what do you have to say after the win? Yeah, I think we came together as a unit. You know, huge shout out to Coach Falk and Coach Sully. You know, I think those guys had a great job preparing us this week. I think we did a great job of coming together and staying together in a time of adversity, coming on the road and getting a really big time AFC North win that we needed. So, you know, it feels good. Yeah, with all those injuries to major, major players, the quarterbacks in their division, the Steelers now sit second in second place in the north behind the Ravens. Peter, you had a thought about how the characteristics of this game were going to go. <laughs> you had a thought about the score. What would you make of the Steelers win over the Bengals? Yeah, Friday I was like, I know exactly how this game is going to turn out. It's going to be 16-10, the Steelers win, because of just the style of the play. But And then you see it, and it wasn't quite what I thought it would be. It wasn't just run the ball for mm -hmm. three yards, run the ball for three yards. Kenny Pickett undoubtedly threw the ball downfield more than any time we've seen him throw it all season long. Now, I know he didn't score a touchdown, and I know the numbers aren't bananas, but it seemed like they opened it up a little bit. And then Najee Harris, welcome back to the NFL. Mm. It's been quiet for him because we've had Jalen Warren doing all this stuff, and then Najee was the guy yesterday. 15 carries, 99 yards. I think we've all been waiting for Najee to be like, you know what, I'm the dude in this offense. I still am. He might be getting a scepter this week. And if he's not, I think the entire uh, Steelers offensive coaching staff post, of course, the Matt Canada firing, needs something to, to get someone to, you know, recognize what they did. Real quick, look at the schedule's next four games for the Steelers. You know what their record is now. They're sitting pretty. Cardinals, that could be a win. Patriots, that should be a win. Colts, that's a good game. It's an Indy. And then the Bengals, who they obviously just beat yesterday. You could be looking at a 12-5 and five Steelers team when this thing is all said and done. And who knows, if the Ravens can't handle their stuff, they can end up hosting a playoff game for all we know. So Steelers, no offensive minds, you know, Sullivan and Faulkner, great. I like seeing the offense open up a little bit. It seemed like they had some fun doing it. Yeah, it was fun to watch that, and they did open up. They just couldn't convert those into touchdowns. That's why you see that 16-10 to 10 score, and the reason that the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they can get to that 12-5 and 5 mark, is going to be because of their defense. That is what they're built on. When you think of Steelers football, you think of the T.J. Watt, the Cam Haywards, those guys running downhill, hitting people. And T.J. Watt, he just I mean, doesn't disappoint. Two sacks. For him to be unblocked or forced fumble, that was, what, 90, 90 some of the sacks at this point, 91 sacks in 98 career games. The only the second player ever, ever to have that many sacks in less than 100 games. He joins Reggie White. Whenever you're in a sentence with Reggie White, you know you're doing something right. But this Steelers defense, you're talking about how much they can win, how good they can be as a football team. It is led by those guys up front. You talked about throughout the course of this week, Deontay Johnson and Minka Fitzpatrick got into it last week after the game. Mm -hmm. And Cam Hayward was asked about it. He was like, yeah. We have passionate guys, and that's what it's about. That defense leads the team. They hold everybody accountable, and that's the way they win football games. 
I hate that Joe Burrow got injured. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I watched this game. The Bengals are kind of unrecognizable. That, that team shouldn't have 10 points with those players. They lost their quarterback sitting there in a stocking cap yeah. on the sideline. I hate it. I like the Steelers getting involved the same way that we're all saying. It's like so hot right now firing the offensive coordinator. And now listen, <laughs> 16 points ain't so hot. And, and Peter was on the 16 to 10. You would think with all the yards they scored, they would have had 23, 30, mm-hmm. like 16 points. You know, the Najee Harris thing is interesting because – I've been involved in this in my own way is that Jalen Warren, I, I don't think anybody runs harder than him in the whole league, kind of the backup. And it's fun to say, he's better, he's better because he's undrafted and Najee's a first rounder. They need Najee. Like to do what they want to do this year, which is win multiple playoff games, they need that guy. It's really interesting how it impacts Good Morning Football. And we'll get into this tomorrow. But mm-hmm. you mentioned Najee Harris and our Angry Run segment. It's a very bizarre dynamic and relationship we have with him, whereby not only we don't think he likes Angry Runs, he openly doesn't want to win it. So if he wins Angry Runs this week and we send him, it's like it could be the first one to send the scepter back. <laughs> also another layer to it. Yeah. His backup won it last week. Last week and sat down and talked about it. So like, I don't know if he's going to win it and there's a lot of football left to be played and you know, we got a game tonight. It's the first time I'm like kind of nervous to do Angry Runs. <laughs> totally. It's like I, he's just not into it. It's like, it's like Marlon Brando at the Oscars. Like, I don't want to be I'm here. Good. Like, I don't respect what this is about. And we'll get into the history a little bit. Just a bit about Good Morning Football. I'm very happy Najee Harris played well. I'm happy George Pickens played well. They can eke out all these one-point wins and everything. If they're going to do something in the playoffs where they beat Baltimore or they beat Miami or they beat whoever the hell, they need those guys. They need Jalen Warren. They need all of them. Najee was great yesterday, really great. We'll see how he feels tomorrow. Probably pissed. He yeah. also needs Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. He needs yeah, his yeah. guiding light of a tight end in this offense. Coming into this game, Fryermuth had nine catches on the season. How many did he have yesterday? Nine catches in a day for 120 receiving yards. Now, Fryermuth has missed uh, five games with a hamstring injury this season, so he has been without in this offense. But he hadn't had a 100-plus receiving yard in the NFL in his career yet. He Last time he did it was when he was at Penn State. Uh, Fryermuth looked great. He's leading the NFL right now going into Monday Night Football. Now, somebody could go off for the Vikings or the Bears for the fact that this tight end for the Steelers in this grinded-out offense, his first play of the game was a 24-yard gain, and it set the tone in this new play calling and the new offensive mindsets for the Steelers. Firemuth looked great. Mm-hmm. I had the double screen going um, on some of Najee's runs, mm-hmm. and my husband was like, oh, look at this run. And I was like, I will never vote for Najee on the angry runs. He's like, jeez. And I was like, I'm sorry. He just doesn't <laughs> like the segment anymore. <laughs> you have to maintain the, the integrity of the democracy at this table. No, yes. What you need is Josh Dobbs to throw three guys on a play tonight so we don't there do we that. Go. Yes. Hey, Deontay Foreman, you want to pick me up? <laughs> yeah. Khalil Herbert, you want to? Justin Fields. Right. But uh, listen, Najee looked really good. Yeah, we shall exactly. see. Just like me. Maybe TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> does it, take care of business. Like right. you. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's talk Falcons, Saints, and the NFC South. We're going to talk that division. A lot more highlights coming up. Plus, Peter said, Welcome back to the NFL. Najee Harris is that second. Now he didn't like you either. It's GMFB. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A crushing defeat for Buffalo. They needed this one. Philadelphia didn't need it. Buffalo needed to win the game because they are a 500 team in a very crowded AFC. Eagles 10 and 1, best record in the world. Why don't we hear from Jalen and Josh after what I think may be the game of the year? I just truly go out there and try to play to the standard and, and be the best that I can be for my team. And um, there are times today that I feel like I didn't do that, but. Um, when it mattered most, I feel like uh, we did a good job of, of doing what we need to do. I think effort was there, execution was there. Just got to make a couple more plays, and you know, there's a couple we wish we had back. I'm extremely confident in our guys and, and the men that we have in this locker room. We understand where we're at, so we got to get things going. Gosh, Josh Allen looks like he's all a ghost. Let's take a look at the NFC side of the playoff picture right now. NFC, as Kyle mentioned, best record in the NFL holds the Eagles at 10 and 1. Double digit wins, two games ahead of the Niners who come to town next weekend. And then the Lions holding the number three spot in the NFC North. The Falcons flying around. All right, on the AFC side, really interesting day yesterday. Four different teams held the top spot in the AFC as the day progressed. The Ravens started there really in the middle of last week and they ended there on Sunday night. Buffalo sits at six and six in the 10th seed. Very confusingly right above the Bengals. Not how we saw this going. The Broncos and the Texans have a better record right now than the Buffalo Bills who uh, enter their bye week opting for it later in the season. What do we unpack from the Bills OT loss to the Eagles Peter yesterday? Six and six. Six and six. Their season's in dire straits right now. They're probably out of it in the AFC East. They would need the Dolphins to collapse and lose a couple games. They'd have to win them and beat them, of course. Last week, I tried to get all excited about the Bills because they had a blowout win over a putrid Jets team. They put up 500 yards, and I'm like, here's the kickstart they needed. If it happens once, it's a freak thing, but like they lose in overtime every single time they go to overtime. Mm -hmm. Um, They put up 500 yards of offense and lost. And I hear you, Bills fans, complaining about the refs. The refs are part of it. The refs might have botched it. But there were so many other issues, too. And you go back in the season, don't blame the refs for losing to the Jets and Zach Wilson on opening night. Don't blame the refs for losing to the Broncos at home on Monday night. And don't don't blame the Jets for losing to some of these other terrible teams that they've lost to this season. Now you're at the spot where it's... Do or die, and I don't know. You tell me, Chiefs-Cowboys coming up? Does it seem like it's a lot of do? So, yes, they played great. This is the Josh Allen story, and it's heartbreaking for him because I think he did play well. 500 yards, third and longs, running all over the place, used his feet. Allen was marvelous. 
Uh, but when they needed the defense to step up, the defense wasn't there yesterday. The defense couldn't make a stop. So I'd say this is a shocking, inexplicable way to lose a game, but they've lost games like this the last two years, shocking, inexplicable ways. Would be nice for the league to come out and Walt Anderson and Perry Fuel and whoever come out and talk about the officiating. They don't do press conferences every week. They don't have to do press conferences every week. We don't get that. So look for your pound of flesh. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get league office in front of Park Avenue today doing a press conference with them talking about the officiating from last night's Bills-Eagles game. It's not going to happen. So you go back and you say, well, what can we control? Well, you can control being up 10 points and losing games, and you can be controlling losing to Zach Wilson on Monday night in week one, and you can control a lot of other ways that this team has lost tough games, including one to the Patriots. So I don't blame the refs for this season. Yeah, they could blame the refs for a bunch, but Bill's season just has not been right all year, and then inexplicable losses time and time again. At some point, it's like, I don't know. It just wasn't our year. Yeah, I mean, listen, Josh Allen played great. We could dissect it a million ways. You have to win games. They don't win games. They've lost three out of four. They've lost four out of six. It just look at the teams that matter right now. They, they, they got some juice that are cooking. They lose to Denver. They lost to Jacksonville this year. Like, their wins over the last couple of months, this is the Buffalo Bills with the guy on the Madden cover and the Super Powers. They beat Tampa. They beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. Like, that's it. Those teams, they're out. They're not part of the conversation. They're not at the table. So at some point, we just have to say, like, all right, they're going into the bye. I feel like this is the latest bye any team's ever had. It's like week 50 bye. They need it badly. And then they're going to come out, and they got to go 4-1 and one or get out of here. That's mm -hmm. it. they got to go 4-1 and one to finish the season. They can. They definitely can. They have it in them. I think, again, the bye's perfect right now. They got to be Kansas City. They got to be Dallas. Listen, the Kansas City thing, they've won in Kansas City a couple times. They know how to go in there in the regular season and win in there. I don't think that's as imposing as it might be from other teams. Dallas, are you that terrified of no, Dallas? No, they've beaten Dallas in years before. Yeah, too. and so, you know, Dallas is certainly fallible. Yeah. Chargers, Patriots, then the last weekend at Miami. Which and that's like, that's an, that could be a winner take all. We don't yep. know. Four and one. That's it. Like, no more BS. You can whine all day about the officiating. I say this all the time. I won't do that. I, I won't give you that little that little cupcake. And it say, feels nice You're to right. get it. That is the thing. lament of the losing fan base. Tune in to any fan base who's calling radio shows today officiating. I will show you a loser. I know it's not great. It's not great everywhere. Fine. You can't call about and whine about that this morning. Just don't do it. Be better than that. You're past that. You're a better franchise. You're a better fan base. Go into the bye. Go 4-1. and one, Go to the playoffs. Other than that, like, it's the end of the season. I still think they can do it. And I think to you guys' point, you're saying that stuff about officiating because the game still could have been won. And I think sometimes you look at games where maybe an official's call, it was the last play of the game. There's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. They had an opportunity, like you talked about earlier, in overtime to have to connect with Gabe Davis, mm -hmm. and they just missed. And you start to look at this Buffalo Bills team, and you start to ask your question, ask the question, is this like an almost team where they're so good, they're so talented, and they almost get there? Every single year, they're just right there. We go in and we're thinking, all right, this is their year, but they just can't figure out how to get there. I think to your point, Kyle, there's still a chance for this team. And you talked about they fired Ken, Ken Dorsey, and then you look at the Jets game, and then Shreves, you talked about it was a jump start. Well, you look at the game yesterday, it was a jump start because they looked awesome on offense, and Josh Allen looked awesome. So you look at that game, you're talking about two very good teams. This is the best team in the NFL right now in the Philadelphia Eagles, and they went toe-to-toe -to -toe and they went to overtime. So, yes, you look at this Bills team and it's just like you have to find a way to win and that's in the middle of officiating mistakes or whatever else is going on you find a way to win at the end of the game because that's the way we're talking about Philly a team that was in the Super Bowl last year a team that only has one loss this year we talk about them in a way that they're resilient no matter what happens in a game two false star penalties by Jason Kelsey they still find a way to win mm -hmm. that football game 
That's what the Bills need. They have all the talent to be able to do so. On offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, but it's about finding ways at the end of games. Fourth quarter, 20 seconds ago, one timeout. They take a knee. You have Josh Allen as your quarterback. Do you go for that? And you mm. say, hey, can he put us in a position of possibly a first and second down play? Does that give us a chance to get within field goal range? Mm. That's the missing pieces, but they have the talent to do so. Can they finish strong enough to get there? I don't know. Interesting to make that decision knowing how your team fares in extra time when you get to that position. Peter, two adjectives you said that I think or when you use it today for the Bills, shocking and inexplicable. Those are some of the games in a negative way we've seen from the Bills. But you could also say that about like Josh Allen's career as a whole in a good way sometimes. So he should play shockingly well, like inexplicable talent at times. Is that just going to be the Josh Allen Bills experience from here on out? Because there's just always so much expectation for this team that in massive, massive moments in games, they deliver. The product is interesting. It's compelling. It's shocking. And then at times it's inexplicable. But it doesn't – they're not the wins there. To flip it on its head, though, too, the Bills, even if they sneak into the playoffs and they got to go on the road, what team is really fearing them down the stretch at this point? Because have they shown anybody in their building, in someone else's building, that the Bills are going to come in and we're shaking in our cowboy boots? They play well, but they just – they have yet to show us that they can finish. Bills-Eagles was awesome yesterday. Rap sheet. Fox's game of the week next Sunday is Eagles hosting – the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Eagles had to go without Lane Johnson yesterday, their star offensive tackle. Will they have him back when they face the 49ers next week? I think it's fair to say Lane Johnson's status is up in the air, though certainly has not been ruled out for that huge, huge game for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's dealing with a groin injury, and no, this was not something that we knew going in. He was not in the injury report, practiced fully this week then woke up on Sunday morning and reported groin pain to the trainers. They tested him. They worked him out. He actually tried to go. Everybody was watching. He was unable to get out there. And if you know Lane Johnson, if he was unable to get out there, basically it means his leg might need to be amputated. He had an MRI. We will see about his status going forward, but it doesn't seem to be to be anything more than the, than the day to, in the day-to-day -day category, but more information coming later today. Meanwhile, in the non-injury front, Shaq Leonard, the all-pro linebacker, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, who was a free agent, despite the fact that he hung out in the suite, watching his old team, cheering, trying to get the crowd hyped. I thought that was all really cool. He is set to visit the Dallas Cowboys this week as well. Also could potentially visit the Philadelphia Eagles. Two playoff teams. Two teams looking for a little juice at the end of the season would be one of those things where he's a practice squad addition, then eventually make his way to the game day roster. The biggest free agent around, that is one that is worth watching. And so is the status of Justin Jefferson, the all-pro receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. He has been out more than a month with, I would say, pretty significant hamstring injury. His status is unclear for tonight's game. He has yet to be activated off injured reserve. The deadline is 4 p.m. today. Now, a couple things here. First of all, he is close. He's getting pretty close. He is doing well in his rehab, so if it's not this game, it's going to be the next one. The other issue is there is a bye, so if he doesn't play tonight against the Chicago Bears, then he has an entire extra week to heal and get ready for the stretch run. It seems that would be the more prudent option for the Vikings, but no firm word yet on their decision. I'm very curious to see the Dobbs-Justin Jefferson experience if and when we get it. Ian Rappaport, thank Would you so nice. much. Vikings, Bears, Monday Night Football. Don't miss your chance, though, to score a Cyber Monday deal for the ages. It's NFL Plus Premium. It's $6.99 a month for the next eight months. It's a great little way to have a little taste test. Not that you would ever go back after getting NFL Plus Premium. Sign up now at plus.nfl.com. Offer ends today. Terms and conditions apply.
Still to come on our show, though, the Broncos, what have you gone and done over the last couple of weeks? Five straight wins. They're on a tear. Serious playoff contender or exclamation point? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.